Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This week's episode is brought to you by Foundations of Wellness for Women, a collaboration between holistic gynecologist Suman Tavari and two health coaches, Jen Sprague and me, Lisa Baker. At Foundations of Wellness for Women, we envision a world in which women live into our full potential by connecting with our bodies and our inner wisdom and take a leading role in creating a more conscious, equitable, and loving world through love, honor, acceptance, and respect for ourselves and for others. Be sure to check out our upcoming programming. We hold one retreat and two workshops per quarter. Our next virtual retreat, Finding Food Freedom, is on April 9th and features intuitive eating coach Lisa Dahl, who has appeared on this podcast before. And our first virtual group coaching program, Happy Healthy Weight, starts on April 18th. As always, the links to these programs are in the show notes. This past week, I listened to a webinar for HR executives in which the presenter provided a lot of really great, useful, up-to-date data on employee wellness trends. And one point that he made really stood out to me concerning employees' perceived lack of agency around their wellness. Basically, that staff is passive. They're waiting for something or someone to help them. And here are a few of his bullet points on the topic of agency. Employee learned helplessness shows up in every aspect of work, including their passivity in managing their well being. Most employees are in a reactive victim mindset around their wellness. And there's a shared mindset that wellness is something centrally managed versus individually owned slash optimized, which kind of smacks of what I call the burnout paradox. The idea that burnout is a systemic problem that, and and that employees are nevertheless expected to individually own and optimize their wellness. To be fair, that's not what the point of the webinar was. It was to sell an employee wellness program or app to the executives on the call. I guess it was more about providing employers with resources for employees to then reclaim their agency over their well-being, which still feels a bit paradoxical. But I wanted to talk today about agency, um, and we're going to start with a detour. (laughs) For almost a year now, I've been listening to uh, back episodes of a podcast called Exploring Lord of the Rings because, yes, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of both the books and the movies. Something the podcaster mentioned in one of the episodes I listened to this week was that just about everything written is by this point fan fiction. And if you don't know what fan fiction is, Wikipedia defines it as follows. Fan fiction or fan fiction, one word, 
also abbreviated to fanfic, fanfic, one word, fic or FF, is fictional writing written in an amateur capacity as fans, unauthorized by but based on an existing work of fiction. The author uses copyrighted characters, settings, or other intellectual properties from the original creator as a basis for their writing. Fan fiction rages, rages, ranges from a couple of sentences to an entire novel, and fans can both keep their creator's characters and settings and or add their own. I was raised in a family of academics and I'm married to an academic, so copyright and intellectual property are terms I'm pretty familiar with. You just don't pass someone else's work off as your own. So fan fiction is a really interesting animal to me. I hadn't heard that term fan fiction until my kids were in their early teens and I'm not gonna embarrass them by disclosing what fan fiction they were into. Since then, we've come across it in a number of places. And while I haven't read most of the online stuff that kind of borders on weird obsession, in my humble opinion, a few pieces that I've come across are really well written. And some of them are downright clever. I've read some of it ranging from the excellent to the downright cringeworthy. <laughs> the works I most enjoy are based on the classics that I read and continue to reread, like Jane Austen. Reading fan fiction had me thinking about how well we must know a novel to understand the subsequent fan fiction. And I'm quite sure that if I didn't know an original work backwards and forwards, I might enjoy the fanfic, but a lot of references would go way over my head, which explains why fandoms are like really exclusive clubs. It's kind of fun to hang out with other people who know a work so well that they can rewrite it more or less in code. The outsiders may enjoy the new work and it won't give them the same pleasure as it does to the fandom. So what does fan fiction have to do with health coaching and with the burnout paradox? Well, whether we're talking about eating or exercise habits or spiritual practices or career choices or relationships, we all start with a story, sometimes an entire novel that we have written over the course of our lives. We all have a narrative. And when we're unhealthy, that narrative is usually a lot more Bronte than Austin, a lot more Wuthering Heights than Emma. In my work with clients, one of the exercises we often do is to write out your story, whether it's your eating story or your career story or your exercise story. Who are the main characters? How did they contribute to the plot line? What is that plot line up to this point, etc.? It's not really a pleasant exercise and there can be a lot of tears and vulnerability in the writing and in the coaching calls related to it. Like I said, more Jane Eyre than Kitty or Lydia Bennett. And it's important to know your story, to know it inside out in order to move on to the fun part of the exercise, which is writing the next part of the plot line. Kind of like writing fan fiction. What I like about fan fiction is that it takes bits and pieces, characters and subplots, and refashions them into something new. Something familiar yet unfamiliar. Something set in stone, but something with potential for change. 
And most of the fan fiction I've read adds an element of joy that many of the original stories lack, a sense of playfulness around a character or topic that was missing. Leo Buscaglia once wrote, if you don't like the scene you're in, if you're unhappy, if you're lonely, if you don't feel that things are happening, change your scene, paint a new backdrop. Many of my clients work in the social change sector and feel that life has taken a turn downhill. They're tired, overwhelmed, overweight, underpaid, underappreciated, and they're stuck in Bronteville and longing for Austin land, which by the way, is a really great movie version of fan fiction, Austin land, check it out. These clients don't see the way forward. Their eating habits, exercise routines, spiritual practices, careers, and relationships all feel kind of set in stone. And part of the work we do together is to write their own fan fiction, take the bits and pieces of their lives, really examine them and understand them, and then turn them inside out and upside down and give them a good shake. Some of the pieces are worth saving, altered or in their original form, while others can be rewritten entirely. The result is a new life, happier, healthier, lighter, more mindful, one that they had agency over creating rather than one they unconsciously slipped into when they weren't paying attention. And it's also one that employee wellness programming done right can help them to write. So in conclusion, it feels to me like employee wellness program has a really fine line to walk. It needs to be holistic and take into consideration not just primary and secondary foods that nourish individuals, but also how the work environment contributes to or detracts from employee wellness. It needs to balance central control with individual agency, and it needs to offer resources that individuals can all digest and then use or discard according to their bio-individuality. And it needs to empower rather than enable them around their wellness. If you're interested in how health coaching can be an important part of an employee wellness offering, please be sure to check out my article on the topic. The link to that is in the show notes. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.